Welcome to the University of North Georgia Nighthawk Athletics Hawk Talk radio show and podcast series. Hawk Talk is an effort to bring the message of the Nighthawk Nation directly to the North Georgia community. The show is carried each week on the flagship radio station of UNG Athletics, Glory 97.9 FM and AM 1330 WGTJ. And it's archived on the podcast page at ungathletics.com. The Hawk Talk initiative aims to provide weekly in-depth feature content highlighting the stories behind North Georgia athletics. A pleasant good afternoon to you and welcome to Hawk Talk, the weekly episodic radio show and podcast series for UNG Athletics. Walker McCreary from the Hawk Talk recording studio as we enter part three of our introduction to the 2020-2021 UNG Student Athlete Advisory Committee Executive Board. We've had a chance to sit down with the president, the vice president, and the secretary. So on this episode, we will sit down with the treasurer, Zach Brown, a little bit later on, but we'll start off with the chief of staff, Vishali George from Women's Tennis V. Happy to have you on. Thank you for having me. Of course, uh, V, one of the standout women's tennis players at North Georgia, currently over in her hometown of London as she uh, uh, continues to work through this pandemic that we find ourselves in, just finished up uh, finals or is finishing up finals as we record this a little bit uh, before it airs. How has this all been traveling back uh, overseas and then working through this time of working remotely and uh, getting through the rest of this spring semester? Yeah, it's been weird. I mean, it was really sad when we did find out that season was cut short because the team was really getting into it and we we're about to get into the tougher part of our season with the matches over spring break and all the conference matches were beginning. So it was sad to leave that um, very difficult as well to find a last minute flight back home, but managed to get back and surprise mom as well for Mother's Day, which was nice over here at least. And uh, yeah, I mean, be, working from home has been, it's been tricky, it's been weird, but I kind of got myself into a routine after the first and second week and uh, really got into it. Um, yeah, yeah, I did really well, so it's helped. I'm, I'm going to want to get into that uh, cutting short of the season. Of course, women's tennis uh, finished the season ranked number 10. They were unbeaten uh, as the season got short. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, I want to backtrack a little bit, V. I want to know uh, how you came to North Georgia because, uh, you know, it, it, there aren't many international student athletes uh, – in North Georgia's side of things, women, tennis and uh, men's soccer really being the only two. How was your journey uh, getting to North Georgia? Yeah, so playing college tennis in the States wasn't one of my first decisions. I wasn't planning on going there at all until somebody mentioned it to me and kind of ran me through an agency that works with UK tennis players and works closely with like the states and all the universities and basically I had my application filled out and uploaded a video onto YouTube of me playing and that's when coach got in touch with me and kind of had a few phone calls with me and I spoke to him about the opportunity and what lies in North Georgia and it was the team just was pretty welcoming as well when I first got there but yeah that's how I got there so through an agency and he watched my video and basically reached out to me kind of laid it out for me and basically uh, that's that's how I picked really coach was my main 
source of all the information that North Georgia hadn't visited. So I had no idea that what the campus really looked like. Personally, coach gave me a little tour, but it was, I was kind of going in blind, but it was actually a very pleasant surprise. So I was pleased. Well, and V, your resume here at North Georgia has been nothing short of spectacular winning uh, Southeast Regionals and ITA as a singles competitor in 2018, named all-conference in both doubles and singles last year, doubles MVP with your partner, Holly Bennett. Um, I want to talk about, uh, before we get into uh, the 2020 season, that 2019 season last year when uh, you return to NCAA tournament, you go back to Wingate, you beat the Bulldogs again, and then you head down to Orlando and get that win over Queens of New York. What was being on that team like and knowing that you guys were making the longest run uh, in women's tennis history, but also uh, going back to back to the uh, final site? Yeah, I mean, breaking history at UNG has been amazing because it's, it's what I've been a part of doing ever since I got there. I mean, the first year we obviously went to nationals for the first time and then the second year, like you said, beating Queens from New York to get into that second round was awesome. Uh, I honestly can't describe the feeling. I always tell people that first time I um, clinched for us to when we beat Wingate in regionals to get to the first nationals was like, I just, I, I, I always say I was speechless the moment I won and, you know, seeing everyone's faces was incredible. And being able to do it again with new team and new players was really fun too. I think nothing really tops that experience. And I think that's what, when you've been on the team that's done it once, you want to be on the team that's done it again. And I feel like that's why our players do get hungry to get there again. And, you know, we were, we were really going to, we were really gunning to go there again this year. When I spoke to a lot of the girls, they all seemed eager and, you know, that's what we were training for. So it sucks that obviously it didn't happen this year, but yeah, the last two years have been amazing. and I, I want to recreate it. So hopefully we can. Well, and you talk about that 2020 season, and as I mentioned earlier, 8-0 on the year um, going into uh, that spring break trip coming up, the uh, conference uh, matches that were coming up. It seemed like you guys as a team were uh, starting to pick up steam and really starting to uh, get into that team chemistry that you guys have really built over the past three years with a lot of uh, the same faces being consistent over these three years. What was being on this year's team like uh, when you think about the eight matches or the eight matches and then a little bit of uh, practice time that you guys have had throughout the year being together and uh, trying to put something like you said together to go back to nationals for a third straight year? Yeah, I mean, the uh, it, it was a we to say we were a really new team. Uh, compared to the last two years. The last two years, I came onto a team that had a lot more players with a lot more experience. Uh, this year, I felt like we lost a lot of experience and we gained a lot of new players, but the way they came into it and the way they started training, and I feel like the wins that we did have this semester, they started to build confidence and you could see they were settling into the team. So it was exciting to see them grow in that way. Um, compared to other teams, like I said, they, they had more of the experienced players. So it was it was a bit nervy to see how we would do against them, but I feel like we were, we have been very strong the last couple of years and this year, I feel like um, we were all including coach ready to be even stronger. And, you know, like I said, we wanted to break records again. So doing it again, just made us mentally tougher, I guess, to want to do it. Um, so, yeah, so that was good. Talking with Vashali George, women's tennis player at North Georgia also 
the incoming chief of staff. You talk about breaking records uh, coming in at number 10 nationally to finish out the year, the highest ranking in North Georgia women's tennis history. What is that like in your mind, knowing that you broke the top 10 for the first time in program history and you started the year there and finished the year there? Yeah, I mean, that was incredible, something the team's not ever done before. And um, that wasn't why I came to UNG. That wasn't fully in my mind. Oh, we haven't done this. We're going to do this. That wasn't really playing in my head. But when we did it, it was like, wow, we've, we've actually done this. I remember beating the first top 10 team, Florida Southern. And that was incredible. I mean, the year before, we didn't do, as, we didn't do very well against them. We lost. And then to come the year later and beat them with an 8-1 to one win was, was pretty awesome. And that's, I think, when we started knowing how good of a team we were becoming. And now that we're battling with the top 10 and people actually like we have a target on our backs as coach likes to say in practice of people trying to gun for us and you know we beat Wingate the last two regionals in their home courts and you know they're definitely gunning for us um I feel like yeah I just I feel like it's really it's a really cool feeling to know that we are amongst the top 10 amongst the best of the best and that we could be fighting potentially to try and increase that and improve that ranking in the near future. Well, of course, the women's tennis team season cut short as we've been talking about, but uh, V will be back on the courts next year. Let's talk a little bit about next year and mainly on the student athlete advisory committee side. You're the incoming chief of staff. Uh, talk about what that process was like and your thoughts going into uh, this year and trying to figure out, you know, uh, why you wanted to uh, be a part of the SAC and more specifically the executive board? So when I, so from last year, since last year, I've been talking to Bryn. She's been giving me some advice and I kind of said to her, you know, I've been struggling with being a bit organized and struggling with some, trying to trying to keep a balance with school and tennis. And I kind of want to do more at UNG and I want to, because I know the whole athletic department in terms of staff and student athletes pretty well. I'd like to say I've built a good connection with them. So working closely with them um, sounded appealing to me. And also that would have helped me improve on the organization struggle that I was having. So it was, so when I spoke to Brian, she kind of said, you know, why don't you try SAC? And then she reached out to me for this year about being on the board. And I was thinking about it and asking her, but I was never fully, you know, confident into going into it. But when I learned about the chief of staff, I was like, this is something that I might potentially want to do as a career in the future, as a job, you know, organizing mm -hmm. events and planning. And that is something I want to work on. So I thought, you know, why not go for it? And then we got down. I spoke to Tobin, who did it for this year, and he was really helpful in telling me what, what had to be done and how he felt about it and how much time it took out of your schedule. I just thought it'd be really fun to be more involved with all the student athletes, the athletic department, um, and not just be an athlete, but try and be more. So that was what was, I was keen to do. You know, one of the things that this Student Athlete Advisory Committee is uh, known for nationally is the Make-A-Wish Initiative. You've been a part of a couple of wishes as a student athlete. Uh, and then this past year, as you said, as a member of SAC. Uh, talk about what that experience has been like for you as a student athlete, getting to see uh, this Department of Athletics and this community really get behind the Make-A-Wish initiative and continue to uh, give back uh, at a national level uh, to some kids in this uh, initiative that uh, have been wanting wishes such as the ones that we've been able to give out. 
yeah, I mean, Make-A-Wish is amazing and what we do for it is wonderful, I think. I think that, I mean, I've seen it firsthand how involved everyone is with the experience and how we do get all the student athletes, you know, together and it, it does bring us closer in terms of trying to raise money and the activities we do are always fun to be involved and engaged in. I think, uh, personally, when, like, just seeing the smiles on the kids' faces has been awesome and the different ways that we've been able to grant their wishes as well and tell them, you know, what we're going to do for them and how we've done it has been super cool. I think standing out nationally for it, it obviously is the cherry on top of the cake and I think it's one of the reasons why UNG excels in a lot of things that they do because of the care and like how much they really want to do things and strive to be the best at it. Final question for you, V, as you go into this 2021 season with your uh, group of five on the e-board, what are you hoping uh, as a group and individually, uh, even outside of tennis for you as well, to accomplish over these next 12 months, uh, especially when we get back on campus uh, and leading this student athlete advisory committee? Well, obviously this spring semester was cut short, so everyone got to see less of each other. So I feel like starting up and bringing everyone together I don't know in what way I mean I know we do the uh, student athlete um, kind of sports day and games activities I feel like that's always a good way to get everyone involved and meet new people and things so I thought that'd be a good start to pick up on when we come back in the fall um, I think the togetherness is really important um, when we do get back because obviously this whole period with the pandemic has been about everyone trying to stay together when we actually have to stay apart so I think that's going to be important to do initially but then obviously as we progress I think expanding on different ways we can raise money for Make-A-Wish would be really cool and also um, improving all the athletic um, events in general in however way we can and obviously listening to all the athletes on what they have to say or the athletic staff on their ideas I think every year things get better in the events and within the department and there's no reason why we for the next 12 months can't continue to do so. Well, if you want to learn more about V and her journey to North Georgia, also her time playing tennis here at North Georgia, you can tune in on the website uh, next Thursday. That'll be June the 4th uh, for the Throwback Thursday, uh, back to her segment with the voice of the Nighthawks, Craig Corbin, on UNG All Access. Again, that'll be Thursday, June 4th. That will drop on the front page of the website. V, thanks for your time. Continue to stay safe. Uh, and then safe travels back to the States when uh, you finally get the chance to. And we look forward to catching up uh, in August whenever we can all get back together. Thank you so much, Walter, and stay safe too. When we return, we'll talk to uh, Zach Brown, men's basketball player and the final member of the new executive board here on Hawk Talk. If you missed any of today's show, you can download the podcast from the website, ungathletics.com backslash Hawk Talk. You can also listen on wherever you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, where you can subscribe, rate, and review. You can also download and subscribe from, again, the website, ungathletics.com backslash Hawk Talk. As we conclude the uh, three-part series here on Hawk Talk of introducing the Student Athlete Advisory Committee Executive Board for the 2020-2021 uh, academic year. We now talk to the treasurer 
of the incoming executive board from the men's basketball team, Zach Brown. Zach, thanks for taking some time and joining us. Hope you're staying safe. Uh, yep, thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited. Well, I, I want to, as we've done with uh, the previous four members, start with your journey to North Georgia, of course, uh, hometown being Princeton, New Jersey, which is where you are right now. Uh, talk about uh, your journey to North Georgia. I know that you also transferred into North Georgia this past year uh, from Hartford. Uh, yeah, that's correct. So this past year at North Georgia was my first year. Um, and previously, I had played basketball at University of Hartford, a Division One school in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to long story short, things didn't work out over there. So uh, I had entered my name into the transfer portal. Uh, I was in contact with a lot of schools and actually Coach Blake, Coach Adam Blake, was the first to contact me over the summer. Um, he had got word from his old from his old his old school that he was at and you know we just got in contact just kept talking and I had the opportunity to come to Georgia for a visit uh worked out with them a little bit got to know them and you know everything worked out for me and I love coach uh coach Dan coach Blake and, and the staff and he loved my game and think that you know I could be of assistance to the team and everything just worked out from there was there anything that you know New, the trip from New Jersey to Dahlonega is a pretty long one. What was the point where you knew that North Georgia was where you wanted to continue your collegiate career? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so funny enough, my sister had had gone to school at Emory, which okay. is in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and she's three years older than me. So I've been to Georgia and uh, the Atlanta area uh, before this, and you know, I really like the area. My my parents really like the area. And Delonigo was just, you know, just kind of complements that. Um, obviously, it's not the Atlanta area. Obviously, not as busy. But it was still, you know, not too far. My parents loved the area. And I didn't really want a big college town, kind of kind of like a close-knit community. And I think Delonigo offered all that. Um, and then, you know, the coaching staff, like I said before, was a great fit for me as well. So I think that, you know, everything just made that better. This past year, played in 29 games for the Nighthawks, averaging 8.2 points off the bench and had some of the uh, biggest highlights of the season in terms of just single plays with some of the dunks that we were able to see you perform, including one that comes to my mind on uh, Education Day uh, against uh, Lee with all the fifth graders in the stands. Talk about, you know, this season as a whole, you guys making the Peach Belt Conference tournament uh, in Coach Evans' first year. Uh, exceeding expectations. You were picked 10th in the preseason and uh, finished 8th and really were in a lot of those games, including that quarterfinal against UNCP up at their place. Yeah, so preseason we were definitely ranked a little low. Um, I think that was just because of the previous years that they've had and all the new guys that we had coming in. A lot of people were unsure how we were going to do. Um, but the combination of, you know, Coach Evans, Coach Evans and our hard work and the consistency that he put into practice and all that other stuff, you know, really helped us uh, propel forward during the year. Um, I think the year for our team went okay. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said before, you know, we did exceed expectations and we did we did make strides during the year, uh, made the tournament, which is great. But at the same time, we didn't really, you know, um, do what we wanted to do in terms of on the court. So I think 
for this coming year. There are def there's definitely a lot of, you know, built up energy that we have coming into this year. Um, and we're excited to get back on the court. Talking with men's basketball player and incoming SAC treasurer Zach Brown here on Hawk Talk, the third part of our uh, introduction of the new Student Athlete Advisory Committee Executive Board. Let's talk a little bit about that, Zach. Uh, it's not often that a person in their second year at a school uh, wants to take as big of a uh, step forward in terms of uh, being involved as being on the executive board of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. What drove you to want to be in that big of a role? I know it's not president or vice president, but it's still a big role because you're helping lead this Student Athlete Advisory Committee uh, into the next year. Yeah, so when I was at Hartford, I was also part of SAC. Um, and then when I came over here, I was granted the opportunity to be a part of SAC as well. And for those two years, um, I really just sat, I was just like sitting back and really letting, I was just taking it all in, um, just observing what was going on and trying to get a hold of, how, you know, how can we make the situation better for the athletes as well as the community? Um, and I think I learned a lot um, from, you know, the people who are above me, like Imani did a great job as president. And you know, I was just watching what she did and all the other executive board members at the time. And, you know, I was just thinking, how can we make this better? How can we make this better? And I feel like I did my time uh, sitting back. And I think it was just time for me to step forward and make a change, help make a change. Well, I know, you know, we're excited to see what you guys are able to do. Of course, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee does so many things. Uh, Make-A-Wish Initiative, uh, all the, you know, different NCAA things that uh, – the SAC is able to be a part of uh, at the yep. national level and the conference level as well. What are you hoping to uh, accomplish as part of this uh, Student Athlete Advisory Committee? Last question, as you go into the 2020-21 season uh, and look forward to uh, what you are thinking about wanting to accomplish as a group, what, what's some of the things that uh, you would like to see uh, everything happen uh, to make your student-athlete uh, experience and the other 225-plus uh, student-athletes at North Georgia's experience that much better? Yeah, so I think a main thing for us and for me personally is just trying to get the entire community involved with our athletes. I feel like there's a lot of – there's a big barrier that kind of separates us, and I think it's important that we just all we just all get together and, you know, help each other out. Um, we all know that SAC is – SAC is a big advocate for our athletes and um, the Delonica community, the UNG community. Um, I think it's important that we kind of combine those two and really just focus on, you know, our relationship and making sure that we can, you know, raise enough money for Make-A-Wish and um, orchestrate a lot of activities and events for our athletes because I think that's the mo most important part at the end of the day. Well, Zach, uh, continue to stay safe. I know you're currently back home in New Jersey uh, in one of the most affected areas up there. Continue to stay safe, you and your family, and we look forward to when you're able to make your way back down to Dahlonega and get back on the courts in November. Uh, we can watch some more of those highlights that you've been able to give us in the short time you've been here. Thanks for joining us here on Hawk Talk, and like I said, stay safe, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, uh, stay safe as well. Continue to join us throughout the summer as we continue to bring you new episodes of Hawk Talk. For Vashali and Zach, I'm Walker McCrary. You've been listening to Hawk Talk. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast from ungathletics.com or subscribe to Hawk Talk online. 
Join us next Monday at 3.30 p.m. on Glory 97.9 FM and AM 1330 WGTJ for the next edition of Hawk Talk. For more information on North Georgia athletics, visit the official home of the Nighthawks, ungathletics.com.